When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. You know this by now, and it's Wednesday, and typically that's a fun day. I get to deliver my own message in the first half, and in the second half, we dive into the mailbag, and it's a lot of fun. This is a short week. Steelers play on Thursday night, so that means that we have to accelerate the process, and that means today on Wednesday in the first half, you are going to hear not my take on the Steelers, which might actually be a good thing because I've just been really disgusted with the team. But you're going to hear my interview with Alex Shane of Pat's Nation Network, okay? Pat's Nation Podcast Network. He was kind enough to join me and give his thoughts on the Patriots who are in a hell of a lot worse situation than the Steelers are and kind of let you in on what's going on on the other side of the fence heading into this Week 14 game. Other than that, the Steelers' injury report, I do want to talk about that before we get into Alex's uh, interview. It, it's not even worth talking about. That's the thing for me. It's Wednesday. It was just a walkthrough. You had players that missed, players that didn't. You're not going to know anything until you get the final results on uh, Thursday as to how everyone's doing and who's inactive, all that stuff. And Wednesday is going to be the final injury report where game statuses will be announced. So make sure you're tuned into steelcurtainnetwork.com for that. I can't stress enough that steelcurtainnetwork.com should be one of your stops 
every single day to get the latest and greatest news on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very proud of the product we're putting out there. So, all right, other than that, not much news. I'm not going to get into the minutia of Deontay Johnson's comments about taking the Cardinals too lightly. I'm sure we'll have that in the in the mailbag segment, so make sure you stay tuned till the end. In the meantime, you're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then I'll be back with Alex Shane talking all things Patriots. Be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans. It's only Wednesday, but hey, on a Thursday night game, I try to give you the behind enemy lines segment. And it was tough. Had to scramble. But I found someone to cover the New England Patriots. Alex Shane of Patriots Nation Network joins me. Alec, how's it going? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Well, I said this before we went live. You know, this is going to be a fun podcast. Seems yeah. like both of our teams suck right now. So uh, this will be a, a lively conversation. But no, in all reality, this Thursday night game, I'm kind of shocked they didn't move it because they had that option. Were you the same way? Are you surprised? Like, it's a Monday night game. They flexed that out with the Patriots. Are you shocked this one stayed? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the Patriots play Thursday. They had that Monday night game against the Chiefs flexed out. They also have a Christmas Eve game. That's going to be that they should have flexed out as well. There's a lot of prime time Patriots coming down the pike, uh, unfortunately, for the rest of the world. Although, in my personal opinion, I think flexing out Monday night games is a really dick move by the NFL. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty special. You probably took Tuesday yeah. off. You paid exorbitant amounts of money. Yeah. It could be like a bucket list item to go to a Monday night football game. And the NFL is like, you know what? Just alter all of your December plans. We need more ratings. Here's your 1 p.m. game. Suck it. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame them because the Patriots are objectively terrible this year. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a rough one for anybody who's not like an actual fan of these two teams on Thursday. Not looking forward I, to it. Yeah, I laughed out loud last Thursday when they're doing the promo for this upcoming game in Week 14. And there you see the Steelers, TJ Watt, and the Patriots. <laughs> They had a picture of Bill Belichick. <laughs> you <don't have> any <laughs> players that you want to highlight? They had the, the head coach, the 70 plus Joe head coach. But I digress. Let's start with Bill Belichick. Let's let me ask you about Belichick because man, rumors are swirling. People want him next year. There's there's talk that he's not going to be back in New England. That's neither here nor there. What is your take on, and this is going to be a very specific question. What is your take on Bill Belichick, the general manager? Yeah, that always that's been the debate around Patriots Nation for a really long time. Bill can't draft. He's a great coach. He's a bad GM. Uh, I don't really buy it that much. He definitely makes some head scratching moves, but I would imagine I haven't sat down and done the research. But I imagine if you put the decisions he's made up against decisions all the other coaches or GMs have made in terms of draft picks, draft busts, 
free agent acquisitions, trades, whatever, I bet you it probably evens out. Uh, I like looking at drafts, especially as here are all of your picks from this draft. And if your six rounder is this like massive stud and your first rounder is a bust, I don't really care that much. It's all about talent acquisition and right. team building as a whole. So he has made some absolutely mind boggling decisions. Um, but I, I, if I had to guess, I feel like he's probably right in line with everybody else in the NFL. I mean, look at who's in quarterback right now. We've got Brock Purdy out there lighting it up. No one knew who he yeah. was. So no one really knows anything about how to t- acquire talent and acquisition. So uh, maybe I'm being biased here, but I feel like Belichick gets a bad rap for that. And that's fine. And that, that, that's a very good perspective that I never even considered as an outsider here. But let me ask you this then. What's gone wrong? That has led to, and is it is it literally just Tom Brady left to go on with his life's work down in Tampa Bay and then retire? To me, it just it can't be all that, right? What's gone wrong to be to have them have two wins heading into Week 14? Yeah, I think it's, there's two big factors uh, in my opinion. One, I don't know what happened to Mac Jones between 2021, his Pro Bowl rookie year, and now, but he's just lost. Everything that made him a good quarterback. You know, he was really not the prototypical 2020s quarterback where he's really mobile and athletic and agile with a crazy arm to extend plays. He was always really smart, really cerebral, really accurate, made good decisions, read the defense, and had his teammates uh, trust his teammates. And like none of those things have happened in 2022 and 23. I don't know why, but having no quarterback on your roster uh, has been a big, a big, 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 big problem. Secondly, I think to Brady leaving, I think it's a lot easier to be a coach like Belichick, where everything everyone does sucks all the time. You're never getting praised. He's hard on you. The only game film he shows you is when you're dropping the ball or fumbling or running the wrong route. Everyone's wildly accountable. You work hard. You are always getting ground down. That's great if you're winning football games all the time and you have the greatest quarterback of all time all in on it, buying the culture. Uh, I would imagine it's a lot harder to enact that type of philosophy when your team's losing games, when you're not getting the results you'd like to get. And I just don't know if Bill Belichick's been able to pivot his coaching philosophy to kind of maybe dial it back a bit and figure out what is working. Because clearly the the quote-unquote Patriot way, which I never really liked that phrase, but that's what everyone knows about it. Uh, I don't think it, it carries as much weight when you don't have a quarterback like Tom Brady who's buying in and you're not getting the results on the field. You know, winning masks up pretty much anything else. Uh, when you're not winning games, uh, I feel like maybe guys aren't buying in the way they used to. But again, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the 2023 Patriots are not great, but they do have a good defense. And that's great something defense. that they don't get enough credit for. I mean, they've lost their last three games, but they've held opponents, I believe, to 10 points or less in every contest. Like, that's insane. And they've lost those games. I mean, you think about the six to nothing loss to the Chargers last week, like, that kind of epitomizes the season. What is the defense doing so well that has stymied the opposition? Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're really decent in the secondary, and they play good complementary football. I think one of the more unheralded players that maybe, maybe you don't know if you're not following Patriots is Jabril Peppers, the safety, who's really come into his own this season. They've, they've had a couple of really good drafts of these kind of bigger hybrid safety linebacker types like Peppers, like Kyle Duggar, the second-round pick from a few years back. They've acted as a really nice bridge between the pass rush and the secondary and causing, causing coverage sacks, causing guys to not get open, uh, stiffening up when they need to. What's even crazier about that, that about the 
the, the, the 16 points they've allowed in the past couple of games, they've all been on drives under 30 yards for the offense because the Patriots turned the ball over. Yeah. So they're just not giving points up, uh, which is really, really impressive. Uh, but I don't think anything magical they're doing. They're just, I think they're a really good unit. They have good complementary pieces. Bill Belichick is still a defensive genius. He always will be. Uh, you know, as the NFL offense is more, if defense has stayed kind of the same. And it's fun to think, even without Christian Gonzalez, who was having a great rookie campaign before he went down, and Matthew Judon, their best pass rusher, they're still able to do this. So, you know, the defense will keep them in games, but uh, it's got to be very frustrating to know that unless you pretty much hold the opponent to zero, um, you're probably still going to lose. And that's got to be a tough pill to swallow if you're a defense. Okay, so the next, let's go to the offense. And first and foremost, I know Belichick's not going to say anything. At least I haven't seen it publicly. Is it Bailey Zappi, a quarterback, in, on Thursday night? Or do we not know? Is this the, we're going to wait and see? The way that practice is going this week, Bailey Zappi is taking first team reps. But okay. you'll never know until the game time happens. I, I don't think Zappi necessarily did anything to cement his starting spot. I'll tell you that yeah. against the Chargers. I mean, I don't know very many other backup quarterbacks that have had this many opportunities to steal a starting role and kept failing spectacularly every single time. But, I mean, I don't see Will Greer taking snaps. I know there are some Patriots fans who want to see Malik Cunningham in there. At least he's athletic and interesting. But I think in terms of the best chance to win, <laughs> it is Bailey Zappi. I mean, hopefully for your sake you did not watch the Chargers game at all because why Why would you? But I think the real big difference between the Patriots with Zappi and the Patriots with Mac Jones is – Oh, I hate saying this, but the Patriots with Zappy, they looked like just a very, very, very bad, but actual NFL offense. Um, with Matt Jones, you basically are like, what the hell was that? It was like yeah. a, a run for no gain, uh, an incompletion, a sack. That was kind of your, your your first three downs with Matt Jones. At least Bailey Zappy will like scramble in the pocket before he throws an interception. He'll not like run around in circles and throw up his back <laughs> foot. So uh, I think it's Zappy's to lose uh, until Zappy starts turning the ball over. The one thing he did not yeah. do against the Chargers was throw a pick. So to his credit, if he has like a three, four interception game against the Steelers, maybe reevaluate. But until Zappy has one of those days, uh, it's his ship as far as I know. That's a good segue because my question was, is as bad as the Patriots offense has been, has there been any glimmers? And you kind of alluded to that with Zappy that it, it, it did semi look like an NFL offense at times, and they did move the ball on occasion. But is is there are there is there anything that you would point to as a Patriot fan that was like, okay, maybe they can do this one thing well? What is that thing if it if it exists at all? Yeah. So the the good thing the Patriots have done this season, uh, they bumped Michael on Wenu, the the lineman, out to right tackle. He's really thrived there. They had a really hard time finding their 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 starting five combination along the offensive line. Uh, they got rookie City Salmon at right guard and on Wenu back at right tackle. That seems to be the combination that works them on the right side. It shore things up, and the run game has really uh booned as a result. Ramondre Stevenson, even though he's out for a couple weeks with sprained ankle, he's been running very very well recently. Uh, they can run block pretty well. Uh, and then rookie Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas, has been a really nice bright spot for the team. He's had a lot of promise as a receiver. But they're both out probably from concussion protocols or sprained ankles, whatever it is. Um, and, and that's that's kind of it. Uh, we were really excited. It's funny. We were really excited to get a, a former Steeler, Juju Smith-Schuster. We thought he'd be a really yeah. good fit uh, in yeah. this this offense. He played well with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, We didn't expect him to light the world on fire. But we figured he'd be a good slot, bigger slot body. But uh, the only thing he seems to be good at is falling down on third and long when the ball comes his way. Don't know if that was a problem he had with the Steelers, like a fall down route was his thing. But um, all we really hope for as Patriots fans offensively is just to like get Bryce Berenger, the punter out there, 
who's having an MVP caliber season, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> to maybe flip the field long enough yeah. for where maybe the Patriots defense holds them to three and out, like inside their own 10. They punt from the end zone. You get a good punt return. You gain six yards on first and 10 from the 40. You kick a long field goal. Those are kind of our, our offensive hopes and dreams at this point in the season. Those are your milestones, your mile That's, markers. Not, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, I was going to ask about Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he's a guy that you know his knee was pretty messed up before he left Pittsburgh. He went to Kansas City, and it was a it was a situation where Patrick Mahomes can make anyone that can catch the ball look okay. You're seeing what happens when they don't catch the ball right yeah. now. But nonetheless, <laughs> he goes to New England. How has he been? As like in the locker room because he got a lot of crap in Pittsburgh for the TikTok dances, and he was more worried about his brand than he was anything else. Has he been a good team guy? Has he stayed in line or what? Yeah, I've heard nothing negative in terms of that. No no bad sound bites, no bad quotes. But again, I, there are very few locker rooms. It's notoriously closed off. It's New England's yeah. locker room. So I feel like if anything was going on, it would get nipped in the bud pretty quickly. Uh, everyone seems to be competing well. They're acknowledging it's a lost season. It's a bad team. But there's nobody that I flat out don't like on this team, right. which is nice. Not like any dislikable miscreants or anything like that. It's just a bunch of players without a whole lot of talent, no all-stars, and never really all came together for 2023. Yeah, it's just so weird when you think of the New, the New England Patriots. I mean, my gosh, I, a, a guy my age, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, you know, I, I think about how many Super Bowls the Steelers could have had during those runs <laughs> with Tom Brady and the guys. Like, it's incredible to see, think that they are a two-win team. Nonetheless, here we are. Let's talk about this game. Some people that I've had on this show are cool with giving a score prediction. Some people are just like, I, I want to give you my feeling on how I think it's going to play out. It's up to you. I really don't care. But right now, the line is the Steelers are giving six points, which is a shocker to me because with Mitch Trubisky in there, no one's expecting much on the offensive side of the ball. But that's where the total comes in. The total of this game is 30. <laughs> 30 wow. points. And that's fitting. The Steelers struggle to put points on the board. They have not put points on the board this season, and neither have the New England Patriots. So how do you see this game going at Acrisure Stadium? And are you hammering the under is the question. <laughs> You kind of got to hammer the under. I mean, the Trubisky zappy vaunted Thursday night matchup. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if this was Ben Roethlisberger versus Tom Brady on Thursday night, it would still be a sloppy, ugly, low-scoring game because it's Thursday. The guys aren't healthy. There's no game plan installed. There's not enough time to get the field ready. It's just an absolute disaster of a business decision from the NFL from like a product standpoint. So yeah. I will always hammer the under on Thursday nights, regardless of who's under center. Um, but with just two kind of struggling offenses and the Patriots haven't scored a point, uh, in a, a touchdown at least, in, in three games, uh, I just don't really see this score going beyond like 13 to 10. Uh, I feel like that's a probably a reasonable score. And if it's 13 to 10 Pittsburgh, uh, I'll be happy because it means the Patriots actually got in the end zone. Uh, so something <laughs> to cheer for. But that's kind of where I'm at with it. The six points scares me to death as a Steeler fan. Like did, taking the Steelers giving six in this game. I, I'm I got to be honest. I'm not touching that. I might take the Steelers straight up, but on the on the money line, but I'm not taking them giving six points. That's a lot. And that total 30, I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm just hoping it's not a... Uh, a reiteration of the Steelers Dolphins Monday night game that ended three, nothing in a monsoon <laughs> where the football got stuck into the football field. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But so, so you like, do you like the Steelers in this game? 
I do. I do like the Steelers in this game. I feel like the Steelers are at least capable of scoring the points. They're capable of moving the ball. I like Najee Harris. He's a good running back. Uh, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a, a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a. I think he's a serviceable NFL quarterback when he needs to be. Uh, no one's expecting him to put up 400 yards and four TDs, but I think he can. He can get the ball to George Pickens. He can get the ball to Allen Robinson, and he can. He can make enough plays. And I feel like if the Steelers go up three nothing, that might be enough of a lead the way the Patriots is playing. Um, so I think the Steelers can, can take this one. Uh, it's not going to be a blowout, but I feel like yeah. the Steelers are the better team. The Patriots are this year. You're making me dread this game as much as I did. The Arizona Cardinals coming into town and beating <laughs> them with two weather delays. So that's not doing much for the mental psyche, but nonetheless, I do thank you Alec for taking the time. I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug what you're doing, both on the podcast side. If you're doing any writing, go ahead and do that. Now tell people where they can find your work. Yeah, great. Thanks. You can find me writing at patspulpit.com. It's the SB Nation affiliate. Uh, I cover the Patriots. I have my fan notes from the game. I do breakdowns. I am currently have a running tally of exactly when the Patriots can be eliminated from the postseason officially. Uh, for the record, it's with a loss on Thursday, along with other circumstances if they win by any chance. Okay. So you can find me there on patspulpit.com. You can also find me on the Patriots First and Goal podcast on Pats Nation Network, available on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere else you find your podcasts. Very good. Alec, enjoy the game on Thursday night as best as you can, and uh, we'll be in touch. Take it easy. Thanks for taking that the time. That was great, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back. It is time. Wednesday, second half. Hey, before we get into the mailbag segment, I want to bring something up. So right before Alex's interview, you probably heard an ad or a commercial, whatever you want to call it, of me talking about Factor Meals. And that is a sponsor of our program for this month, and it's, I'm excited for that. My family, you know, we got this food in the mail. My kids tried it. They loved it. Super easy to cook. 
I, I say try it out. Go to factormeals.com slash steel50, S-T-E-E-L-5-0, 50% off. I looked it up. It's actually rather affordable. So, hey, if it's something that you're interested in, give it a shot. Check out the show notes for more details. All right, let's get into the mailbag segment. It's December. That means I'm using all Christmas gifts for this month whenever I do my mailbag segment. And this, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where everything's going wrong, all hell's breaking loose, and Ellen, Clark Griswold's wife, says, Clark, why don't we just have everyone go home? He goes, what do you mean, home? No, 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 we're not going anywhere. And then he eventually says, take a look around, Ellen, we're on the threshold of hell. Sometimes I feel like that with the Steelers fan base. Nonetheless, let's get to the questions. Believers says, do you think Khan changes the offense entirely this offseason? Draft or trade for his quarterback? Get an outside offensive coordinator that fits his vision? He's currently working with Colbert's quarterback, Colbert's offensive coordinator, an offensive team, and offensive team, and has already shown he isn't afraid to make moves and changes. I will dive into this, I'm sure, much deeper in the offseason, but I will say this. Omar Khan is that one aspect of this offseason that makes it unpredictable. Everyone thinks they know what the Steelers are going to do. However, he, as you mentioned, has proven to be the wild card. If he didn't draft him, he doesn't mind moving them. And so that means that everyone that is not in the 2023 draft class, maybe they're on notice. Maybe they are on notice. That's worth discussing for sure. Let's go to Jeff Coons. Uh, he spells his name wrong, but he's our buddy from up north in Matt Canada land. He said, Jeff, the ride or die crew is the jelly of the month club. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And he's obviously referring to my gift. He said, the Steelers played... Like what What came out of Cousin Eddie's RV on Sunday? Thursday night, does the team get a wake-up call from Sunday's disaster or more of the same? Now I'll get to my score prediction at the end of the show here, but I will say this. I think the Steelers are going to come out and play better football. It's Thursday night. Anyone that's watched Thursday night football, whether the Steelers play or not, it's not pretty. It is not a good product. The NFL knows it. The NFL doesn't care. Amazon's paying a crap ton of money for that game. But no, I'm not expecting much to be drastically different. My mother, Pam Hartman, says the new standard is the standard mediocrity or worse. Well, I think we would say, and I talked about this on Monday's show, that the standard is, well, it's a lot of like those ugly losses that I mentioned, but it's mediocrity at best. You finish 9-8, and eight, you celebrate not losing more than you win. That is mediocrity. So well, I, I got to agree. Let's go to Bailey. I know this guy from back in my college days. He said, do you agree that Mitch Trubisky is better than Kenny Pickett? No, I don't think he's better than Kenny Pickett, but that doesn't mean I think both of those players are good. So take that for what it's worth. Mark Bergen, he's the host of Believe in Steelers. He's been on my podcast. I've been on his. He's, a, he's I guess, part of the Ride or Die crew, which I appreciate. He said, how tight of a leash are you giving Mitch Trubisky? Any chance the Steelers play Mason Rudolph in the coming weeks? That's interesting. It's very, very interesting to me. You know, Mike Tomlin, when asked why he was going with Mitch Trubisky, said essentially that he gets more snaps. Mason Rudolph is basically just doing scout team stuff. But that doesn't mean if Mitch Trubisky plays poorly that Mason Rudolph couldn't start getting more snaps. He'll naturally get more snaps anyways. So this will be something to keep your eye on. I think that Mitch Trubisky has a longer leash than people think, but I do think that there would come a time, a la 2022, that he says enough is enough. Let's hope it doesn't get there. Let's. I, I'm not saying that as a Mason Rudolph hater. I'm saying that as a Steeler fan, hoping the Steelers can put it all together and win some games. Doc M 
Southside Doggy said, what are the most positive storylines that are currently not discussed? The most positive? Wow. Southside Doc, positive, positivity doesn't sell. I'm <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> That's why the media is just so negative about this team. I'm going to say Keanu Benton is one really bright spot on this team. Young player, rookie, obviously. Great. He's just playing out of this world. Wish he would play more, if I'm being honest. Nick Herbig is a positive storyline. I could really say the entire draft class. Broderick Jones, you talk about Joey Porter Jr. I know he's been penalized. He's learning, but he's got the skills to be an elite cornerback in this league. I think this draft class might be the the storyline that even though everyone's acknowledging them, it's not being discussed. That's the difference there. Let's go to Will Caldwell. Hey, Jeff, with Kenny Pickett out, these next games are winnable. Maybe it's because of being a fan of this team, but motivational consistency seems to be one factor between these wins and losses. Do you think that with Canada gone, excuse me, an humiliating loss gives this team a lasting spark? Well, that's a great question, and I can't answer that because I am not in that room, and I don't know these players on a personal level. When you talk about a coach being on a motivated team, you talk about a coach that is trying to have an understanding as to what his, what his team is going through and how are they responding to certain things. You have to be there. You have to know. I mean, we can guess, but unless you're in that locker room, in that organization, in that facility, you don't know. We can just guess. We hope that it, it gives a spark. The players are saying the right stuff. They're actually being very honest, more honest than I thought they would. We'll see. We'll find out on Thursday night. Born Black and Gold said, if you are the GM and head coach of the Jaguars, do you pay Trevor Lawrence? And if so, why? That's a non-stealer question, but that's okay. I I think you have to pay Trevor Lawrence. Not because of where he was drafted, but he's played markedly better than he did in the first few years. And it's not a shock when you look at the coaching staff he had in his first few seasons in Jacksonville. But Trevor Lawrence has played well. And he's he's been spotty at times. Do you pay him a Joe Burrow contract? No. Do you pay him a Justin Herbert contract? No. However, Alton Joe Burrow has been very successful, been to the Super Bowl. But Trevor Lawrence has got to be sitting there saying to the Jacksonville Jaguars, look, I, I, I know that Jalen Hurts has been to the Super Bowl, and I know that Joe Burrow has been to the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert hasn't won crap. I've, I've, I've been as equally successful as he's been. So he has that bargaining chip. We'll see. I think they pay him. Todd Hall, he's an inside linebacker crew of Jack and Martinez. Could look pretty good. How does Trenton Thompson fit in the defense now with Minka back? I still believe Kenny Pickett is the future once we get an offensive coordinator and a new center. Do you agree? Well, let's talk about the first one first. How does Trenton Thompson fit? I think that if they want to run three safety sets now, they can. The question is, is what role does Minka Fitzpatrick have in those three safety sets? Is he the robber? Is he the guy that has the freedom to roam? Or is he going to be playing more at the line of scrimmage covering tight ends so that a Trey McBride, like happened last Sunday, doesn't happen again? I would probably say that that's where he'll be especially with a broken hand, and if he has it all casted up, not going to be able to make plays on the ball like he had been. So they'll probably put him by the line of scrimmage and have him be like another linebacker. Uh, do I think that Kenny Pickett's the future? Man, I, I'm, I'm so beyond that question. I don't know, nor do, nor can I predict it. If I knew the future, hell, I'd play the lottery tomorrow, and I then I'd probably be done working. So in that regard, do I think they'll give him another chance next season? I do because he's a first-round draft pick. Do I think that's necessarily the right decision? 
I'm not going to answer that one until the offseason. Nathan Vance like, hey, Jeff, I don't know how anybody else feels about this, but I think I've seen enough out of Mitch Trubisky and wouldn't mind seeing Mason Rudolph given another chance. Any likelihood we see him play in the next couple weeks while Kenny's out? If Mitch Trubisky's not getting the job done, I think that Mason Rudolph has proven enough in his time in the NFL. He's proven enough in his time in the preseason that he's at least worth a shot. But it's all up to how Mitch Trubisky plays. If Mitch Trubisky goes out there and he makes enough plays to win, then I think they stick with him. I don't think they make a change just to make a change. M. Dibbs, 24, said, Do you think part of the offensive struggles is that the team takes it too seriously without having fun? Heinz Ward would knock your head off and smile. Jerome Bettis was always chirping and then laughing. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times players can get tense, and you need a coach sometimes that can loosen them up and – but, hey, when they do that and you have players laughing on the sideline, well, what are you going to have then? You're going to have people pissed off. I can't believe they're coaching. Look at the, the, What's that coach doing? Laughing on the sideline. What's wrong with him? That's exactly what would be said. So we have to think about that as well. Haskins QB1, hey, Jeff, is, is it time to try and replace Kenny Pickett? It's the NFL. We don't have four to five years for him to develop. You're right. We don't have four to five years for him to develop. And they've already had basically two years. The question will be, does he get his fifth-year option picked up? I don't think that they necessarily should ignore quarterback in the draft or in free agency. Again, that's going to be a discussion for the offseason. We have plenty of time. The team is still 7-5. and five. I'm going to focus on that part of the team the regular season. All right, let's go with Brandon Diaz. Number one, over-under is 30.5 for the game. I actually saw it go down to 30. Nonetheless, he's the lowest in like 20 years. Are we going under? You'll have to wait to find out at my prediction, but I'm thinking so. Number two, the typical Tomlin trap game happened. Will this be another? I don't think it happens typically uh, two times in a row. I don't, I don't think so. I'll double check. Maybe that's something Dave Schofield might want to look up is when was the last time he lost back-to-back games against lowly competition, meaning not a lot of wins. Uh, number three, any Christmas sales for the SCN website? I'll look into that. I'll also need to look into when you have to have your orders in if you want something in by the holidays. So depends on where you live and where you're located. But I will say this, in case you don't know how to get to the store, if you have Twitter, go to Twitter, find my, find my feed, jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and the pin tweet at the top, you'll see my Ride or Die Crew shirts. Just click the link and I'll take you to our store. And then lastly, four, not a question, but look on the bright side. Our Sunday won't be ruined by the Steelers this week. People say all the time, oh, they get a mini buy. They get a mini buy. That's just as much for me as it is in people that cover the team as anyone else. So the fact that, yes, you're going to have to work your butt off all day Thursday, Thursday night, and all day Friday, but then you get Saturday, Sunday, and a laid-back Monday, I'm down with that. I am down with that. I can't wait to be able to sit down with my kids and watch some Christmas movies I'm going to do that this weekend. I'll watch some NFL football as well, but still, that's my plan. Let's go to Anton Char. Yeah, a lot of stuff to say here. Let's get through this. Another Mason Rudolph question here. Sorry ahead of ahead of time because I know you must be sick of it. I do feel that Kenny Pickett is the better guy, but I have given, but in given that Mike Tomlin and the revolving OCs have either always had been or been bad, doesn't it call to question the idea that guys like Rudolph are? backups for a reason it seems a stretch to say they're good at evaluating and putting guys through their paces to find out if they're good but then bad at using them more likely they're bad at both and could that mean that a guy like mason rudolph is better 
than he's appeared so far. And I do not I do think Mason Rudolph got a bad rap for the 2019 year. It was Mike Tomlin who coached it poorly, doing exactly what Belichick has been doing this year, pulling guys and demonstrating publicly that there's no confidence. And where and where he's been better with Kenny Pickett, but a part of me wonders what could have been if the Duck Hodges experiment never happened and Mason Rudolph was just the guy with no reservations. Well, Anton, if you're going back to 2019, one thing you need to remember is that one of the reasons why the Devlin Duck Hodges happened was based on the fact that Mason Rudolph got knocked out both figuratively and literally against the Ravens, which allowed Devlin Hodges to enter the game. And then because of that, Duck Hodges won the next game, which was Sunday Night Football, I think in L.A. against the Chargers before they opened up SoFi, and he won that game. That's the famous he-didn't-kill-us game. And then after that, Tomlin felt, I'm going to ride the hot hand. That's where the mistake was made. Keep that in mind. Okay, let's go to Dr. Anthony. He He has a bunch of stuff here. Let's read it. I live in the Boston area, but grew up in the Berg. Took my 13-year-old daughter to her first Steelers game on Sunday. What a game to choose. We stayed until the two-minute warning, putrid football, and weather, but had fun anyway. You said you like to keep the pulse of the fans, so here are my in-stadium observations. Number one, the offensive player who got the biggest introduction response by far was Broderick Jones. Interesting that a rookie offensive lineman gets the biggest cheer. Number two, Everyone, and I mean fans in the stands, fans in the concourse, on the escalator, and outside the stadium were pissed off at Deontay Johnson's touchdown celebration. Everyone was talking about it. Number three, Herbig's speed and quickness really popped. It was noticeable. Wondering why he isn't playing more. Number four, Pickens really is open all the time. In person, he's just a freak and huge. He dwarfed the defensive back, should have thrown it to him every time, boggles the mind why he is not the focal point of the offense. All right, Dr. Anthony. First, it's awesome that even though you live in Boston, you took your 13-year-old daughter to her first game. Yes, the game sucked, but that's a memorable experience she will have for the rest of her life. So good on you for doing that. I do think that's awesome. You know, you brought up about Deontay Johnson's celebration. I know a lot of fans were pissed off about that. Nick Herbig was the question that I wanted to talk about the most. I think they need to use him more. Spell some of these guys more. And I think we'll see more Nick Herbig based on TJ Watt probably not being 100% with his ankle. I'm here for it. He's not not TJ Watt, but I'm here to see what he can do. I think he's a good player. RJ asked, with KP8 injury, do you think we will find out this season or next season if he's the guy? It's frustrating that the other teams have backup quarterbacks that can win games, and we can't. I'd love a Pump Your Breaks t-shirt, straight trash. Love Big G. Love Let's let's Get Him In as our next OC next year. There's a big shout-out to Big G on our Pump the Breaks podcast as well as on the homies, straight trash. Let's hope Kenny Pickett's not straight trash, and he gets it going. We'll figure that out. Okay, easy pickings. Hey, Jeff, not saying I'm I'm for Tomlin leaving the organization, but if you had to pinpoint three things he's done to earn the right to keep his job, what would those be? I agree with what you said Monday as far as the standard goes. It's been almost 10 years since a playoff win. The three things, well, I do think that he has a very good locker room, um, I guess you could say environment. He, he does know how to control the locker room. Uh, Mike Tomlin has a proven track record of success. Maybe it's not the success fans want, but it is success nonetheless. And the third thing is I think that Mike Tomlin has a reputation that is reputable around the league. 
You know, the, the anonymous poll by the Athletics stated that he's the, he's the coach players wanted to play for the most. So I think those three things would be reasons, but I, I can see the other side of it as well, absolutely. Um, let's go with the next one, Ed Cunningham. A friend said to me, hey, if they make the playoffs after such a weird year, that would really be something. Okay, I guess I'll keep rooting for this team, really bad team. 52 years and counting, might as well. The 2006 Steelers were a 7-5 and team, right? Think they'll make the playoffs? I actually do. I actually do think they're going to make the playoffs, and that's going to make some people sick to their stomachs. Tom East said, Jeff, as, a fr- as frustrations build, I try to look at the season from a different angle. I look at it now as desperation. So having to at least win out against all of the remaining AFC teams and squeak into the playoffs, then win a playoff game or more, would fans be happy? I think if this team is turning it around, they win some big games down the stretch, I think they would be happy. I think they would be happy. All right, let's go to Steeler Fan 69. He has some, hey, he's going to add some, inject some humor, as he always does. Hey, Jeff, Steeler Nation's going to need some laughs after Sunday's dumpster fire. Here we go. Two dad jokes. Ready? Number one, my dog ate a whole bag of Scrabble tiles. I had to take him to the vet this morning. No word yet. <laughs> I hope y'all get that. Second one, I took my family to the Steubenville, Ohio Zoo. They had only one animal, a dog. It was a real shit zoo. I hope you get that one. I laughed out loud. Those are great. Okay, hey, this is great. Uh, Fire everybody. He says, when will Tomlin retire, quote, unquote? What has to happen? Mike Tomlin stays until he chooses to leave. That's that's what I believe in. That's how I think it's going to happen. Let's go to Jackie Pony. He says, when did you become a full-time content creator? Is anyone else at the network also full-time? Currently, I'm the only full-time employee. We have several that are part-time and working in different roles within the organization. Uh, But that started right after the last school year ended for me. So I've been doing this all summer. And now this is my first uh, NFL season as a full-time content creator, as you put it. Okay, let's. Dr. Anthony had another one. I forgot to mention this. This is his in stadium, uh, his in stadium observations. He's number five. Kenny Pickett panics. Witnessing it in person was eye opening. Seeing what other young quarterbacks are doing, Purdy, Stroud, even Browning, it's clear he's not making progress. He has one touchdown pass in his past seven games, none his past four. How much more time does he need to evaluate? Well, the Kenny Pickett supporters are going to say he needs an offensive coordinator. Um, and then the, the detractors are going to say exactly what you did, that he's just not ever going to develop. We will have to wait and see. James asked Plot Twist, is Canada's playbook actually more complex than we thought? So complex, the players seem to have an ineptitude to execute it on a consistent basis. Also, thoughts on Zach Wilson as a potential backup in the future. I don't want any part of Zach Wilson. Just don't. In terms of the playbook, man, I don't know. There's so much to that that's tough to, that's tough to try and figure out. Tendercat asked too, Jeff, do you think the Steelers can get a good offensive coordinator? Pittsburgh is where offensive coordinators go to die. Am I wrong? He's, you're, yeah, you're not You're not wrong. I mean, when was the last time they had a coordinator leave and become like a, another coach, a head coach somewhere else? You'd have to go back to Ken Wisenhunt. That's it. So that's interesting. I'm not counting Todd Haley going and coaching in the USFL or wherever he coached either. Tendercats also said, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. In this case, it's Mike Tomlin. I've noticed some of your tweets. Are you ready for the Steelers to move on from Tomlin? I sure as heck am. Um, you know, for me, I think that I'm not saying I'm ready, but I will say that I think there comes a time when coaches messages get stale and coaches kind of lose their luster and the, the just, it just is repetitive. We'll put it that way. 
I felt that way after 13 years of coaching at the high school level. I felt that even though my teams consistently rotated through with the four-year cycle of high school sports, but there came a time where I was just, I was done saying the same stuff over and over again. I think Bill Cowher got to this point where, where he was done. You know, his wife was sick and he wanted to leave and he never returned. And I think that you look at even someone like Chuck Knoll and eventually they say, you know, it's time to move on with my life's work. But Mike Tomlin's going to have to make that decision. Last one here from Tyler. He said, Tyler Snavely, do you remember the unwavering feeling when the Steelers were down that they could right the ship? When injuries seemed to produce the next Steelers hero and the team could rally. Fragile is the perfect word. Things need to be near perfect for these guys to succeed. It's become stale. It's a good way to end it. It's a good way to end it. But I do have to give you my prediction, folks. I do have to give you my prediction. Here we go. Steelers are giving six. I mentioned this with Alec in the first half. It's giving six points. Total is 30. This is disgusting. I have the under. I've got the under. I've got a, I've got a push if you're betting the spread. I've got the Steelers 16, New England 10. The Steelers 16, New England 10. They win. They go to 8-5. and five. All's right with the world for another weekend. There you go. All right, folks. That does it for me. You can check me on the Thursday night football postgame show with Dave Schofield. Brian Anthony Davis is going to the game, so we will be here on the postgame show. I'm excited for that. Make sure you check out Friday morning. It might be a little bit later. We adjust these times a little bit. It might be closer to 9.30 on Friday for my Winners and Losers podcast, but it'll be there in the morning. Check it out. And as we always finish these out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. Go Steelers. Beat those Patriots. We'll see you Thursday night or Friday it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.